Again, good morning to one and all. It's great to see you all on this joyous day that our Lord has blessed us with and His glory. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, my brothers and sisters in Christ, there's the story of this man who, when he was in his late teens, started dabbling in drugs. And he became addicted. And for his entire life, he was walking this journey of addiction. And every time somebody went and said to him, Bethimu, my son, you can heal from this. You know his response was? Ah, Bethimu, I lived like this for so long. I like it. I don't want to change. I'm too scared. I don't know what it's like living without my crutch. And every time we would go to this person and approach this person and say to this person and invite this person to lead and walk a journey of healing, his answer would always be the same. No thank you. I like my crutch. I'm going to stay the way I am. Unfortunately, uh, when this young person died in his early 50s, actually, he probably died when he was 20, but he was buried when he was 50, right? Oh. Right? It's really, it's really sad, right? So why do I share this story with you today, my brothers in Christ? Because of the gospel reading. Here was this man who was suffering from addiction. His life was literally in a, in a state of paralysis his entire life. He couldn't grow, he couldn't heal, simply because he didn't want to. And he was in a state of paralysis. And who knows, maybe his friends and his family helped help him stay in this area of paralysis, right? But here was this man, this paralytic man in today's gospel lesson. And he wanted to be healed. He wanted to be healed of his paralysis. Think about just for a moment, think for a moment about how scary that must have been for him. Probably paralyzed for many, many years of his life. He probably depended on his poor friends and his family to take care of him. Think how scary it would have been for him to walk a journey of healing and to pick up his pallet and to go home as Christ asked him and told him to do after he healed him. But he wanted to be healed because more than anything else, he wanted to be close to Christ. And he wanted our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in his life. So what, is, what do the four friends do? What do the four friends do? Here's this man on his pallet. Where'd they take him? Remember that we just read the gospel? The four friends pick up the pallet that their paralyzed friend was on and they take him to where? The, the house of Jesus, right? And Jesus was at home and he was preaching. The, the house was full of people. You kind of sense a little bit of excitement in the, in, in the gospel there. The house was packed with people. People were waiting to hear Jesus preach, right? They wanted to hear the word of God. And, and these, these, these people who were carrying the, the man, this man, their friend, on, uh, this paralyzed friend on a pallet, they couldn't get into the house. So what did they do? What does the gospel lesson tell us? They took the man to the, the roof. roof. They took the man to the roof. And they opened a hole in the roof. And what they do, they laid the man down at Jesus' feet on the pallet from the roof. Now, you might be thinking, wow, that's pretty incredible. Let me tell you, when I was a kid growing up, and we would visit Greece, our family home in Kipadisia, it had my family home in Kipadisia had a stairwell on the outside of the house going up to the roof. That's how houses were built back then, 
There was an external stairwell that went from the, from the ground floor up to the roof of the house. And I remember as a kid going up those stairs and, and, and sleeping on the roof there at night with my cousin. So here's these, this, these four friends who have this man on a, on a pallet. They probably went to the, to the, to the steps of the, of the side of the house and they took their friend up to the roof dig a hole in the roof, because back then roofs were not made, it was like mud and clay and moss, and, you know, thatch, so it's easy. So they opened this, this hole, and they laid their friend down in a pallet at Jesus' feet. And you can imagine <laughs> the shock in the house. And what does our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ say to the man? He says, your sins are forgiven. Pick up your pallet and walk. Sins are forgiven, my brothers in Christ. Pick up your pallet and walk. That's what Jesus said to the man. In this gospel, that's my invitation. I'm invited to pick up my pallet and walk. That's your invitation to pick up your pallets and to walk. Listen to what Father Anthony Conieras um, writes about this gospel. It's a beautiful little, just little pericope that I want to share with you. Father Anthony writes, and I quote from his writings, he says, Guilt, guilt. How many today are paralyzed because of unforgiven sin? They cover it up, they let it fester within. Like the paralytic, they know they are sinners, at least in a vague sort of way. But unlike the paralytic, they lack his will to be cured, to be forgiven. They do not seek forgiveness that offers a new way of life. Instead, they seek to punish themselves for their sins. That is why they hang on to their stretcher, the symbol of self-punishment, as if the suffering of the stretcher can atone for their sins. As long as they are suffering, they feel they are paying for their sins. It lessens the agony for them. It's not the stretcher, however, but the cross that atones and cleanses. Not all the world's stretchers or suffering can wipe away our sins. Only the Savior, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, our Redeemer, only Jesus can do that. I read that, and I thought about my own life, I thought about my own walk of life, and I thought to myself, wow, that's powerful. For me, that's powerful. I pray that it's powerful for you too. Because how many of us, my brothers and sisters in Christ, are carrying around guilt in our hearts? How many of us, my brothers and sisters in Christ, are carrying a shame in the depths of our hearts for unforgiven sin? And yes, that guilt, that shame, whatever it may be, paralyzes our life in maybe ways not like the man who is physically paralyzed, but maybe in other ways too, because guilt and shame, whatever it may be, unforgiven sin manifests itself in our life somehow. <laughs> right? You don't know. And sometimes you're not even be aware of how it manifests itself in our life. So this is a beautiful invitation for me, for you, for all of us. So I want to I want to invite you to a special place this year. I want to invite you to the place called confession, a beautiful sacrament of healing, a beautiful sacrament of faith. Confession is not about what I've done wrong or about what you've done wrong. Confession is about experiencing the love and compassion of Jesus Christ. Look at how he handled the paralytic in today's gospel lesson. Did he say to the paralytic, you're a bad person, you should have done that? Did he say that to the paralytic? No. 
in love and in compassion, he said to the paralytic, my son, your sins are forgiven. What a beautiful expression of love and grace from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so for me, because I do have a confession regularly, and for all of us, I would invite us to this very, very, very special, special place. A place of healing. Now, you all know what this is, right? Stole. It's a stole. In other words, the Greek is Petra Helium. And from the conversations we've had in the past about priest vestments, how many, how many crosses are on the, this Petra Helium? Do you remember? Seven. Remember why seven? Because there are seven sacraments. Seven is, a, is, a, is spiritually a number of completion in the Bible. Right? The Lord, God created the world in seven days. So there are always seven crosses on the Petrachim. There's six on three on each side and one here at the top. There are also seven, always seven buttons for the same reason on the Petrachim. Okay? Notice the bottom. What's here? Fringes, right? There are two rows of fringes. Do you remember what these fringes represent? Your souls. That's exactly right. These fringes on the on the stoles uh, on the on the every stole has fringes, right? And these fringes represent our souls, right? Your souls. And why are why are they on this garment that the priest always has to wear when he's celebrating a service? You know why? Because I'm responsible for your souls. And in the end, <laughs> and in the end, when I when you when all of us go to be with God, I'm going to be a witness for you in the presence of our Lord. A beautiful thought. And we believe in the Orthodox Church that any sin that is forgiven here on earth, we don't take with us in the kingdom of heaven. Think about that. Any sin that we commit here on earth, if we go to confession and the priest puts his stole over our heads and reads a prayer for us, we don't carry that sin into the kingdom of heaven we go to be with God. So these fringes represent your souls. And they also remind me that I'm going to be witnessing for you at Christ's second coming when we're in the kingdom of God together. What a beautiful, beautiful thought. Remember, my brothers and Christ, confession is not about being bad or being wrong. Confession is about the compassion and grace and love of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's what confession is all about. Because let me tell you, and I'm going to leave you with this thought this morning. When I go to confession, and when people, when we as a, as a community, when we go to confession, when the priest puts the stole over your head and reads a prayer for you, it's like Jesus saying to me, to you, to all of us, as he said in the paralytic today, my son, my daughter, your sins are forgiven. Pick up your power and walk. And those for me, are the most beautiful words I can hear in my life. Because I leave confession feeling freer, feeling lighter, feeling healed, feeling joyful in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So that, this is our invitation. My invitation, your invitation, my brothers in Christ, to experience the love of God, to experience His grace, to, grace, to experience His compassion, and to hear the words. My son, my daughter, your sins are forgiven. Pick up your path and walk.
Be our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Bless us all and keep us in his care on this day. 